Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Feminist. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And we have, well, first of all, Mary is off for the next couple of weeks. And today we are talking about Taylor Swift's newest documentary, Miss Mm -hmm. Americana. Now, you know that we have not spared a lot of words for Taylor Swift on our podcast over the last year (laughs) or so. Um, But uh, this was just... You know, it, it's always at the top of your Netflix feed. And my cues just kept telling me, you need to watch this. And I love all things that sparkle. So I was like, of course, I'll do it. Um, and it was a really great documentary. I mean, I don't know about everyone who's listening to this, but I'm about the same age as Taylor Swift. So in a lot of sense, it feels kind of like I've grown with her through her musical journey. And uh, while I wasn't the biggest fan in her early years, because I'm not really a country person, um, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan now. Um, mm-hmm. But the last 30 minutes of this documentary really made me feel defensive, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you haven't already seen it, like I said, it's on Netflix. Um, in the last 30 minutes of the documentary, Taylor Swift talks about her it's the behind the scenes look into how she decided to go political um and this is specifically about the was this the midterms yeah like mixing up yeah it's 2018 2018 midterms um and she really takes uh marcia blackburn out and uh as, as they might say Yes, and she she basically calls her and proceeds to call her a racist and homophobic, and there's just a lot of name calling, a lot of fear. Yeah, Trump in a wig. Can't yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Those who don't, who might not know, just like Marsha was running for Senate in Tennessee in 2018. So that's the backstory. Yes. And uh, Taylor was a volunteer or campaigning for Phil Bredston. Um, And he lost. And uh, spoiler, uh, he lost. (laughs) And uh, she... uh, don't worry, I, didn't, I don't think I spoiled it for anybody. Um, but she was, in the documentary, she's just kind of having a moment. And this is very much like what we have talked about um, with our friend Greta. This just total anxiety feel like the end of the world is upon us because of politics. And she just kind of went, she went all over the place. I'm going to read a quote. Uh, this is directly from the documentary. Uh, And she's talking about Marsha Blackburn. So she says she votes against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking, stalking. She thinks that if you're a gay couple or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be you shouldn't. Oh, wait, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights and it's right and wrong at this point. And I can't see another commercial and see her just disguising these policies behind her Tennessee Christian values in air quotes 
those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am a Christian. That's not what we So it's pretty damning uh, accusation. Uh, she goes on to uh, talk about how she also didn't vote for the Equal uh, Rights Amendment. Um, it's just a lot of, uh, it was a lot about her being homophobic and racist. Um, so I know you have thoughts on this. Yeah. Why don't you jump yeah. into... Well, I'll start just kind of, like, with the documentary itself. Like, where to start? I mean, so we want to make it clear that we, we're not being critical of Taylor being vocal about her political opinions. Um, and it's not like we watched this and said, ew, like, you're Taylor Swift, like, you have no right to talk about politics, blah, blah, blah. It's not about that at all. I think, you know, if she wants to, if she wants to decide to be vocal and political after all these years, then great, more power to her. Just because she's Taylor Swift doesn't mean she can't have a political opinion. That's fine. Um, but I think it is also fair to say, after watching this documentary, that, she has such a massive platform, and with that platform comes a certain amount of responsibility. And it's, it was disappointing, I think, at least for me when I watched it, to see her resort to a bunch of cliched attacks against Republicans and just stereotypes. Yeah, it was name-calling. 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 Name calling. You know, calling what Mar- I saw. Yeah, like calling Marsha Blackburn, Trump in a wig. Um, you know, it's just... It, it's not helpful, and it doesn't add to the debate in a constructive way. And, um, and you know, her attacks against Marsha Blackburn, once you actually kind of dig into the issues that Taylor has with her, you realize that there's a lot of more context and nuance there, and Taylor's not giving her the credit that she deserves at all um, in the documentary. And so, you know, she, in the run-up to 2018, um... I'm sure people remember this. It was a huge deal at the time, but I think it was maybe a few weeks before the election, and she decided to post this long thing on Instagram, uh, you know, basically coming out of the closet as a political person and endorsing, as you said, Phil Bredesen, who was the Democrat um, running for Senate in Tennessee against Blackburn. And um, it was interesting watching that, kind of metamorphosis in the documentary like there's this big scene um where she's with her handlers and her mom is there and they're kind of like her like handlers from her record label I'm assuming um I don't really remember but they're talking about this Instagram post that she wants to put up on her account and uh you know Taylor is getting so worked up and so like emotional over posting this that she like starts crying and her because the record label is like pushing back against her and saying you know you've never been political you've never done this like uh this is not who you are like why do you want to step into this you know etc etc and then they they start saying like look like your life could be in danger if you do this um you know get ready for you know those um closed-minded you know, country music, conservative fans to start boycotting your shows, your career could take a hit, like, why would you want to do this, blah, 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 and she's getting so worked up that she's crying and saying, like, I have to speak out, I have to speak out, and there's so many things 
that bother me about that scene. And one of them you already touched on, which is that it's just interesting to see her get so riled up about this stuff and like so the world is ending um uh this is such a depressing time um I'm so like depressed over this and so fraught and this is like whatever that I'm like crying over whether to post this thing on Instagram and we've seen and like we talked about in the Greta episode people just act like you know politics is the end-all be-all and the world is coming to an end if they don't get the outcome that they want and and this is a theme that we've touched on a lot not just with Taylor Swift not just with Greta Thunberg but like it's become so consuming for people and it's really kind of sad and depressing to see how much people stake their happiness on a political outcome you know yeah and I really do I really do feel uh, sorry is not the right word. I just feel for people that quote unquote have a platform because there's so much pressure put on them to then speak out in, you know, whatever group think, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you know, episode of the day kind of thing. Like you, everyone has to have like make, like, if anything bad happens, you better say, I think this is terrible or else it's kind of like. Are you culpable? Are you, if, yeah, or you're not. It's like your absence of saying anything means that you are supporting it. Like, I can't tell you, this is a side note, but I can't tell you how many times I've been accused of being um, a full-on Trump supporter because I don't go on Facebook every time he quote-unquote does something bad and, like, uh, trash him on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's my absence of, like, posting every five minutes about, you know, Trump means that I'm a supporter, supposedly. And I think Taylor was dealing with a lot of that um, in 2016, which we'll get into. But, so that was the first thing with that scene that really bugged me. And then the second thing, which I'll just briefly, briefly mention, because I could go off on this for a while, is the whole, the argument from her team that if she becomes political and supports a Democrat, then her, you know conservative country music like you know red state fan base is gonna flip out and boycott her and turn on her and that just made me so irritated because it's like the implicit assumption there like what they're saying is that like conservative people in general are just so close-minded and so um backwards that they're going to flip out over her endorsing one democrat that it's going to ruin her career like that's to me that almost made me like probably the most annoyed while i was watching this documentary just because that assumption is based on like so many stereotypes and is exactly what's wrong with our political debate right now like the left just assuming Mm -hmm. the worst things about republicans and conservatives and just assuming we're all narrow-minded, we're all bigoted, we're all going to flip out, we're all going to freak out, we're all going to boycott Taylor Swift. I don't remember a single call for a boycott of Taylor Swift. You know, So I don't know. I mean, that whole thing just, first of all, annoyed me. And especially because, like, what they don't understand and what we, again, have talked about before on this podcast is just the fact that, like, everybody that's in pop culture, like, Country, I don't care if you're a country music star or if you're like, you know, a pop star or you're an actor, or an actress or whatever, there's probably like a 90% chance that you are a hardcore liberal and whether you are public about it or not, like 
us conservatives who enjoy entertainment just on a daily basis have to accept the fact that the people we enjoy listening to are, you know, are going to have different political opinions than us. And we can separate that from our enjoyment of their art. And like, we do that every single day, you know, like just because Taylor Swift came out as a Democrat doesn't mean I'm going to stop enjoying her music because that's just life for us at this point. Of course. And did you hear, um, there was a part where they interviewed Donald Trump. Have you seen the documentary about Taylor Swift? She doesn't like you. And he's like, they're like, how do you feel about that? And he goes, I like her music 25% less now. <laughs> Such a Trump. Such I know, Trump I saw that. Answer. But it's, like, it's funny, but it's like, I don't know. I didn't stop listening to her album. It's not going to color how I view her music. Just because I know she's a Democrat, probably every, oh. probably I would guess that all my favorite music artists are Democrats. And like, that's fine. I'm still going to enjoy yes. their music. So that, I mean, that, that was the one thing that bugged me. Exactly. Stereotypes yeah. and the assumptions about her, you know, whatever fan base. But anyway, I digress. Um, okay, so she... Too much, too much. Yeah. I digress, too. Um, so she started becoming political with that um, Instagram post, the endorsement of Marsha. Um, and then... If it, if it were the case that conservatives stopped listening to anybody who disagreed with them, there would not be as many platinum recorded, or yeah. like platinum artists out there. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I think the... Uh, on a, on a more serious note, one of the things that really bothered me about her hot takes on politics was that she, I just felt very gaslit. Like it was, it was like, she was like, I got educated. And mm -hmm. then she goes in and says, how dare Blackburn for voting against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. And so I dug into it a little bit more. Um, and in 2013, uh, that's when she was in the House of Representatives, she um she voted for the Re House Republican version of the reauthorization of the VAW. However, um, the Senate version and voted against the Senate version, which basically had become diluted. I know we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Like there are always like poison pills that both sides will lob into otherwise uncontroversial uh, bills, and what what this expansion was was uh, you know as one would uh, assume it was previously limited to just biological women so the guess the senate version was expanding all of these things to also include gay men and transgender women and it was like uh, there's a quote from blackburn that says um when you start to make this thing about other things it becomes an against violence act and it's not targeted and it's uh, and it's a not a focus act so there's it, it really becomes it's like what what issue are we trying to address here mm -hmm. violence yeah uh, hello people like are we just gonna have like a anti-violence act yeah there are, point. i mean you could also make the argument that the Violence Against Women Act is kind of like, well, what's the point? Like, it, there's, it's, it's really not. It's about bad actors, and there. Are, it, it's, it's. Anyways, I'm not going to get into the. But the point is that there is the point is that there's there's context and nuance 
to Blackbird's vote that Taylor doesn't acknowledge. And it's not that she's like, no, I am pro-women being stalked. I'm pro-women being beat up by their husbands. And it's just like, what is wrong with people? And, like, who's feeding her this stuff? And she also goes on to complain about Blackburn by saying um, she won her re-election by being the kind of female that males want us to be in a horrendous 1950s world. Oh, my gosh. That drives me crazy. The four foot soldiers, Amanda. <laughs> oh my god! Stuff like that that just drives me crazy. I mean, oh. she is the first female senator from the state of Tennessee, but Taylor is going to accuse her of being like a wannabe 1950s housewife. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's like it's like a just, mix between a Manchurian yeah. candidate and a Stepford wife. Like that is like basically. Just because we have different political opinions doesn't mean we are all hearkening back for the long lost days of the 1950s. Like, it's just insane to me. And that's what I'm talking about. When she becomes political, great, be political. But why do you have to resort to stereotypes and cliches that are absolutely not true? It doesn't help other women. It doesn't build a conversation. It certainly doesn't add to any debate, which is what she says she's trying to do. So I don't, the thing I, for me is, I just really get offended when the rhetoric becomes, um, look, it's so simple. Don't you want to protect women or don't you want to have equal rights for all types of people and all kinds of marginalized people? Yes, of course. Republicans aren't anti-protections. We're pro-freedom. We're pro-safety, like safety, whatever you want to say. But... The problem is, like, we disagree on how to get there. We all agree on outcomes. It's just the how do we get there that is the problem. But all, politics is all about, like, oh, if you don't agree with me on my policy, you must hate the outcome that I'm also trying to achieve with no no um, uh, acknowledgement that the other side is coming from a good spot, too. And, and yeah. this is this is this is uh, this is not just like a dem problem. Republicans do the same thing. But I'm like, that's what's wrong with politics. Like we're not giving the other side the benefit of the doubt, yeah. and it just feels a little bit more painful for us because it's so in our face, twenty four seven, at the VMAs, on these documentaries, on Netflix, all the shows, the the screenwriting is all liberal, and it's all of the conservative characters are always some sort of like jackass that. Yeah. <laughs> hates people for whatever their sexual identity or whatever and it's just like this is just i'm just over it i'm just like this is so it's almost like you're so basic you couldn't even come up with a more complex character like yes there are people that discriminate against other people but do we have to fall into these tropes no and people are much more complex than that people are good there are good people out there Mm -hmm. and they just never seek to find the good in people or get to understand why Republicans may disagree with you on the approach. And my sermon is over, but I rest my case. No, I, that's perfect. I mean, that's totally, I think you hit the nail on the head and, and not, not to get on like a tangent about this for too long, but like that was 
one of the most frustrating things when I worked in the gun rights world, um, you know, the Second Amendment stuff, like, that's the biggest issue with that particular debate is both sides accusing the other of um, having, like, ill intentions and, and, you know, like, Working, I, I obviously was working on the pro Second Amendment, pro gun rights side, and the argument that we got hit with constantly from the gun control movements was, oh, because you're against gun control, um, you know the, you know you have blood on your hands, you don't care about the lives of children, you're just a horrible like murderer, like basically, yeah. and it's like no, uh, I'm against people getting shot up in schools or movie theaters, just as much as you are, I just disagree with your approach. You know, that doesn't they make get me... It doesn't so make hysterical. me a person. It just means I disagree with you on the policy approach here, but we want the same outcome. Like, can we not agree that we all want senseless violence and death to end? Yes, amen. You know? And I, most, most non-psychopathic people would agree with us, but... Yeah. And it's... Ugh, but they never... It's... It's conversation gets cut off because people get so hot-headed about stuff. And emotional. I'm sorry, emotional, too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And then you see red and, yeah, so. Oh, so, boy. Back a little bit, too, just about kind of take it back to the Taylor Swift thing. Um, and not even just specifically about her 2018 involvement. But, like, I want to go even back beyond that. Is One of the things that... Um, I just kept thinking about when I watched this documentary and I've thought about even kind of since she put out that Instagram post was just, do you remember in 2016 when she was totally silent on politics and all the flack that she took online for being silent? Yeah. Like I did a quick Google search and I don't have all of them handy here, but just because I wanted to try and round up like some of the headlines that were bashing Taylor Swift for not publicly endorsing Hillary Clinton. And I saw headlines and everything from Teen Vogue to Vanity Fair to BuzzFeed News, um, Washington Post. And there's this insane um, Mike.com article that I'm pretty sure is the, the article that sparked the whole like Taylor Swift silence is deafening meme that was like on Twitter for a while. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. This is the headline of this article that was published January 11th, 2017. So right before inauguration was, it's titled Taylor Swift's silence on president elect Donald Trump is deafening. And this article is just brutal, like tearing her apart for being silent about politics. Um, and just slams her. I mean, it's bad. Like they quote a, a music professor from Berkeley that says Taylor quote caters to a white audience that used to be country and then crossed over into pop. She has to stay sweet, stay demure, the perfect picture of the blonde, blue-eyed, true blue young American girl. She can't afford to speak up and lose sales from her red state Republican base. Um, and that's just one quote from like a quote-unquote expert um, trying to explain why Taylor Swift could possibly not have waded into politics in 2016. So... And it's just, it's worse. It gets worse from there. Um, and who is this person? So one of the experts that this article quotes, hold on, I'm going to try to find out. Oh, the same music professor. They end with a quote from this music professor saying, um, 
let's see. Uh, she's not a grown woman in the psychological sense. This is because she didn't speak out, okay? She's not a grown woman in the psychological sense, Johnson said. She doesn't stand for anything yet, except her brand. What uh, an ass! Oh my gosh! She, she says, I hope she wakes up soon, Johnson added, and grows a pair of boobs. Uh. Which, by the way, like, what, a, okay, I mean, I'm sorry, if a man had said that, hello, but this, this, this just goes to the point of, like, all the heat and, dare I say, bullying that Taylor Swift endured online That's during the bullying. 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 Yes. 2016 election cycle because she dared to not speak out. And if you remember, like, the 20, in the 2016 election cycle, in my opinion, is when it first became or really became, um, you know, the absence of speaking out became a cardinal sin. Like, if you don't say something, then you're, which you touched on earlier, if you don't say something, you're complicit. Well, that's why all the freaking award shows are so annoying these days. Yeah. Because uh, they get an award and they're like, oh my gosh, if I don't say bad orange guy, everyone's going to think I'm a secret closeted Republican. So it's just like, that's all you you hear anytime anybody wants something. yeah, people were accusing Taylor Swift of being a closeted Trump supporter just because she didn't come out and endorse Hillary Clinton. Well, you and know what? If I'm winning a Grammy, I'm not saying anything about politics because I want to thank my mama and my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. So, oh. it, so it, okay, so to me, I've, I've been thinking about this for a while, okay? Because the whole metamorphosis of Taylor becoming political has been kind of like fascinating to me and I remember seeing all these headlines about her being just slammed left and right and people saying like how can you not you're like the biggest pop star ever how can you not you you know quote unquote use your platform how could you not say this how could you not say that um and she took a ton of heat and I know that she's come out since then and kind of or tried I guess to explain her silence and she said um, you know, I was just, I was taking a year off, no one heard from me from anything, and I thought that, like, if I publicly endorsed Hillary, that it would hurt Hillary, and blah, 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 like, whatever, I don't know, I, whatever, that can be Taylor's public excuse, if she wants, or explanation, if she wants, that's fine, um, but in my mind, and you can tell me what you think of this, I just think, when you take that amount of bullying from your quote-unquote peers and people that you want to like you in this new world of pop that you're trying to fit into and, you know, you're making the segue from a country um, country music world into the pop world, which is very different, and you want all these new people to accept you and like you, but all you're getting is flack for politics does it not make sense that like any pop star would take some time and then come back and like reinvent herself as a political woke person yeah absolutely and she picked she picked easy things that she could grasp onto and that are just kind of when simplified and easy talking and i do know there are a lot of double standards for women in the music industry but how can you talk about that and then be like, oh, I'm, like, all of a sudden finding my voice. Like, no, you're just transforming yourself again. Like, I, 
career and this is now the woke version of Taylor and like this is what we're getting this is what Lover was about as an album this is who you are right now right now yeah you know what I mean I I honestly think that who she probably she probably just did it because she just wants to make music she's a musician at the end of the day and if she's getting so much you know heck for not speaking out she's like fine i'll speak out and i'll do a documentary about it and i'll just make yeah. it really loud and annoying and then will you guys all leave me alone because guess what yeah. happened she makes all these like music videos and then the woke police come after her for like culturally appropriating like gay culture so it's like there's no winning with Dude, these people she does a music video called for um you need to calm down featuring like a bunch of drag queens like that's her response her response is not to, is not to say leave me alone, I'm doing what I want to do, stop criticizing me, it's, okay, you guys are mad, I'll put drag queens in my next video and make fun of Christians. Like, I'm serious. Problem solved. (laughs) Which is what that video was all about, you know, so it's it's like, okay, well, if that's what you want to use your platform for, Taylor, like, I guess, but it just, it's just going to mean that I'll, you know, a lot of our respect for you is going to go a little bit down. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, you want to be a powerful voice for women? Be a powerful voice for women and tell everyone bullying you to, like, shut the F up. Yeah. Take a hike. Basically. Get out of here. Well, with that, we've solved another problem today, guys. So... We have. If, we if have. you're being bullied by your peers to speak out about politics and you're uncomfortable with the position you're in, just uh, shoot us an email at what is our email? <laughs> <laughs> it's hello at nyafpod.com. Yeah, do that. We will be your emotional support and yeah. advice gurus. Um, and please follow us on Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think we're on Instagram. We're not. No, we're not, we don't take enough pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're behind them. We're faceless. <laughs> um, but yeah, please. Uh, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. It really helps us kind of gain some traction. And give us, give us a review and a five-star rating. If you feel the spirit move you, share with your friends. But thank you guys so much. Oh, and if you have any ideas for things we should be talking about, anything that's that we should investigate or anything like that let us know yeah drop us a line again that's hello at nyafpod.com awesome have a good one everyone all right talk to you later